0: Kia ora. I'm Strawn from Commoners Communion. I'm a writer and a musician from Aotearoa, New Zealand. This prayer is called, I'm not today what I'd imagined. Thank God. From prayer volume one. Father, keep me thankful for the wonder you are making me. Reminding me that you are the great artist and that my final form is your deepest pleasure. The beauty of being fashioned by a maker is that we have little choice in how he makes us. It's a magnificent thing to give our lives to the maker so that he can create pieces of art that we could never have imagined for ourselves. We live in the tension of discovering who we are and choosing who we're becoming. Whoever you are today, you are beautiful and you are how God intended. If we're beautiful to him, then what could anyone else say about us? Whatever your life looks like in this moment, it's a divine poem and God has not abandoned you. I'm reminding myself today that my not being what I'd hoped or imagined is all part of the plan. I'm trusting that God's intentions are far greater than my imagination. In the story of historical creativity, God is the first artist. He's not just the first artist, he's the greatest artist. And the first thing we discover about God is that He is an artist. We look to those first few lines of scripture and we discover that the very first thing in history that God did, that we're aware of, is He created. And He didn't just create, He took great pleasure, great time, great interest in the details of His creation. He could have just snapped His fingers and made it all happen instantly instead he did things in stages, taking appreciation for each thing, separating the night from the day, creating planetary systems and elements and space, then plant life and animal life and all of the things, sea and land. He took deep pleasure in every detail of creating. And as we understand it, that process took billions of years to come to pass. The first thing we discover about God is that he's an artist. Something that I love about art, as an artist myself and as a songwriter, I've been writing songs since I was eight years old and kind of professionally writing for 10, 15 years now. The thing that I've come to love about art the most and that has made me stay with songwriting is that Art really celebrates imperfection and it it doesn't just celebrate imperfection, it thrives off it. Instead of dismissing our humanity and the weaknesses of it and the things that cause us pain, art dives directly into those moments of who we are and it celebrates the human condition, it beautifies them. It doesn't try and make suffering good, it doesn't try and make evil good. But it shows the beauty of humanity in the places where evil thrives, how even in the worst moments, human nature still carries the image of God. There is still something beautiful to be discovered. And when I think about God being an artist, When I think about Him fashioning us and making us into something of His imagination, I think about Him taking the same care with you and I as He did with the cosmos and planting every seed and thought of our DNA through to our consciousness and our mind and our cells. And that being a process of God beautifying us in whatever space we are. in that sense, I wonder if we are sort of wonders of formation, that we are constantly being formed, both in our beauty and in our brokenness, so that even though we have God's image in us today, that even as we are made in God's image, we are continually becoming and beautifying more into His image and more into ourselves, and so that we're living from this place of we are like God and we are becoming like God but it's up to us to choose whose hands we trust to shape us the most. Will we trust God's? Will we trust ourselves? Will we trust cultures? See, when God is forming us, He's forming us around His nature, it's a long game. It's a humble game. Allowing God to be the greatest former of our souls and minds and beings, allowing Him to make us into His image rather than our own takes a lot of time and a lot of sacrifice because we don't see the world as God sees it. And he asks us to live in a way that seems contrary to everything we understand. In God's economy, things take a lot of time. And if we want to be shaped into God, if we want his hands to shape us the most, we have to be in for the long game. But in the face of that, we are constantly tempted to give our formation over to culture. And culture offers us something impossible. Instant gratification, total transformation and change. You build yourself, you build your social media, you become an influencer by getting more likes. You become important by having more success and more finance or the family or whatever it is that drives it for you. Culture says you can have success now the way you want it by building it yourself. Culture makes us in the image of man. One or the other will be shaping us into who we're becoming. When I think about being formed into God and allowing Him to make us into whom we're becoming rather than ourselves, I think a lot about the formation of a star and God spoke a word and this gas starts to collect in space and over a certain amount of time, um, planets and stars, they gather in gravity, other debris, and then they close in on itself and become a protostar. And then there's this development as things from the universe and their gravitational pulls collide with their state and slowly over time they become formed into the star that they were made to be. But all of that is a process of God saying, let there be light. And so there is this instant declaration of God, let there be strong. But it takes my entire lifetime bumping into the things of my life, being pulled into the gravity of the kingdom of heaven to become who I'm called to become. And so that when he said, let there be strong, that strong was made in God's image and he was beautiful and he was complete and he was fully aware to come toward God. But there is also a sense that like the stars in the formation of anything, there is a process of time as I'm becoming who I am called to become in God. And the journey of faith following Jesus is the journey of saying, I want your gravity, Jesus, to be greater than the gravity of culture and the gravity of self. I'm laying down my sense of what I think I should be or who I want to be, whether I want to look a certain way, whether I want to feel a certain way, have a certain gift set, whether I want to be the preacher or the cognitive, whatever it is, the doctor, the artist, the famous person, whatever. It's putting all of that aside and saying, help me to be who you want me to be, God, not what I imagine for myself. I know this to be true of myself. My life looks nothing like what I had imagined. And I feel like maybe the part of going through your 20s into your 30s is this process of reckoning with the reality. For a while, it feels like you can convince yourself that you can change yourself, that you have enough power that you can get rid of those personality weaknesses, those things you're always drawn to, those things that you're ashamed of of yourself. And eventually you realize you're fighting an uphill battle against genetics and the way that God made you And once you submit to that journey, you actually realize, hey, there's actually, maybe who I am isn't so bad. And I kind of see this as a journey of maturity from self-desire, which is the desire to build ourselves, the desire to be who we want to be and kind of ignoring who we naturally are and seeing that as pitiful and light of what we want to be. Maturity is going from self-desire to self-acceptance where it's like, actually, God, I honor you by accepting who you've made me to be. And then from self-accepting to self-celebration, which isn't just like, okay, God, I see who you've made me and I accept that, that that's right, that that's good, that you love it, that it's beautiful and whole, into, and God, I celebrate that because you are a good God and you make nothing that is not beautiful to your eyes. And I celebrate me. I celebrate the creation of my soul and my body and everything that I am as the particular details of a loving God. And I worship you, God, for who I am. So when it comes to becoming who we are called to become, we're on a maturing journey of self-desire to self-acceptance, to self-celebration, which becomes worship. At the end of the day, right becoming is about trust and patience. It's a long game. It's a blind game. It's us saying, God, this looks nothing how I wanted it to look. My expectations are not necessarily met. But what I see is beautiful and it's magnificent. And when I open my eyes to what's in front of me instead of what I wish was in front of me, I realize that this life is 10 times more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. Because your imagination is greater than my imagination, Father. Right becoming is an act of faith, and it forces us to demand relationship with God. It forces us to depend entirely on him, saying the only way that I know that I will continually become the perfect image of God that you have maybe to become in time is to stay near to you, to trust you, to lean on you. And so constant communion to the gravity of the kingdom of heaven is our greatest need and desire. Not today, what I'd imagined. Thank God. Father, keep me thankful for the wonder you are making me, reminding me that you are the great artist and that my final form is your deepest pleasure. May you go with God today Knowing that as you are You carry God's image But the story is not finished yet That you are on a journey Of pulling into your gravity The experience of life And God's affections and love And that you are becoming who you are And that till the day you die You are becoming who you are And may you find celebration And honour and grace and love in that Accepting yourself for who you are Celebrating yourself for who you are and worshiping God for His talent and His care and His affection toward your very identity. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Commoners Communion podcast. I'm your host, Strawn Coleman. You can find out more about me and what I'm doing at commonerscommunion.com. You'll also find retreats that I'm running, events that I'm doing and my prayer book there too. A huge thank you to Jonathan Class for composing the music that you hear on this episode and for helping me to produce this season. If you'd like to stay in touch more regularly, I post prayers every couple of days on Instagram, commoners underscore communion. I also stay in touch for conversation and post events regularly there. It's the best place to keep in touch. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day.